0: Millions of Americans can't shake the gloomy outlook. But I'd like to suggest that there's something else going on here, and we know it. It's something we've discovered because we've learned in the course of our lives of faith to imperfectly perceive something more. And I'd like to suggest there's a, there's a certain spiritual fix that needs to happen.
1: From Chicago, It's the Old St. Pat's Podcast Sunday Series, a show that highlights weekly reflections from Old St. Patrick's Church. Would you say the pandemic has altered your attitude? Do you feel that even though things are improving, there's still a gloominess in your outlook? And as you go about your day, are feelings of fatigue or frustration running underneath the surface? Well, you're not alone. But thankfully, in today's episode... Father Pat McGrath provides us with the spiritual solution for shaking the pandemic funk and flowing into a better, more hopeful future.
0: The headline was something like, trapped in pandemic funk, millions of Americans can't shake the gloomy outlook. I took a sip from my morning coffee and thought, Let's start this day right and read this. (laughs) And the story, well written, and the journalists had traveled around the country and were talking to people in all walks of life from different places on the political spectrum and political parties and different walks of American life. And what they heard from people was fatigue and uh, frustration a gloomy expectation for the future that even though some things may seem much better about the pandemic, and for sure it's the case, look at us all here together, and even though there are signs in other places, whether in the economy or other parts of American life that say we're coming out of this thing and there's light on the horizon, they said still even there in light of some of those things, they feel The divisions among us are very acute and deep, and that there's just this sense that even when the great things happen, even when the good news creeps in individually in our families or for the country, there's still something off. There's a a gloominess about it, a sense that, well, there's going to be another shoe that drops or... Yeah, there may be good news for now, but mm, you never know. Now, some might say this is the triumph of the Irish perspective on the American scene. (laughs) And even in the greatest moments, there's always a possibility that something else is going to occur. But God willing, things will be good. But the research that these journalists did and listening to Americans, there was this sensibility, and I have to admit, I, I hear it and I've heard it, and I hear it in my own heart and in my own thinking at times, and I and I hear it in the conversations I have with friends and co-workers, this sense that, well, there's still something off. Trapped in the pandemic funk which as I pointed out at the eight o'clock mass, it occurred to me, that's a great name for a band. So if you ever start a band, pandemic funk, I think would really be the one to go with, but trapped in pandemic funk, millions of Americans can't shake the gloomy outlook. And we're looking for solutions. We're looking for political solutions to our problems as we have to, we have to find a way to work together. We have to find a way to, cultivate that shared vision and hope that we know we do, in fact, share with people who have different views than us, and we look for social fixes, and we look for changes in our attitudes and behavior, and all of it is necessary, all of it is going to have to happen if we're we're going to move into that future, not with gloom, but with hope, with optimism, as we Americans like to do. But I'd like to suggest that there's something else going on here, and we know it. It's something we've discovered because we've learned in the course of our lives of faith to imperfectly perceive something more. And I'd like to suggest there's a, there's a certain spiritual fix that needs to happen. There's a bit of a spiritual malaise, too, that has got us off kilter. And so you and I made our ways to church this morning to hear... The scriptures speak a word of hope to us to reorient and realign our thinking, not with what the world might be saying, but with what God is speaking to us and inviting us to be and to do. I really believe that the the fix is not going to be easy, but it's not a fix simply of politics or policy. It's really a fix of the soul. It's soul work we have to do, and so... The church today gives us in these scriptures and at this table holy words and holy food so that we might see differently. That we, we the ones who call ourselves companions of Jesus, we who have known in some faulty but yet beautiful, some frail but redeemed way, That truth that God loves us beyond our power to imagine and we are the beloved daughters and sons of a God who seeks so much more for us. That truth, that fundamental reality that shapes us, well, that's what we've come to root ourselves in ever more deeply today and to hear a call and seek the healing to see differently. See like he sees, Jesus that is. And so what do we hear today when the scriptures are opened up for us? Note just a couple of things for your prayer. For the church, the scriptures, the Hebrew Christian scriptures together give us two heroes. And today, two heroes are held up for us, for our consideration. Two women, two widows, the one who encounters Elijah and the one that Jesus watches putting her two coins in at the treasury. And the church and our tradition says, pay attention to these two women because who they are and what they do is an extraordinary insight into what God is calling you and I to be and to do. That if you pay attention to these two women, you will discover two key truths that ought to change us, that ought to inspire us, that ought to fill us up with hope. So pay attention to these two unnamed heroes. As a bit of background on that first story from the book of Kings, that beautiful story of Elijah's encounter with that that widow there in Zarephath, just before it, God has sent Elijah there. He tells him to get out of the land of his chosen people, go to a foreign place. So first of all, God wants to say, The holiness can come in all sorts of places. And the message and the consolation and the food that will feed you and lead you may come in all sorts of unexpected places. Go to that foreign land and there you will find what needs to feed you, to sustain you, prophet. And he encounters that widow there, and this lovely and awkward exchange unfolds. And what we discover is that she is very poor, and that the experience of the people suffering has been hers in a very profound way. And that what she's about to do, she tells Elijah, is, I'm about to cook the last of what I've got to feed my son and myself, and we know this will likely be our last meal. And we will die. And Elijah says, okay, but cook me a cake first. (laughs) Extraordinary. But this is what God has told Elijah to do. And notice what he says. Don't be afraid. Don't, Don't be afraid of that because this is what has to happen. And this odd exchange opens something up in this woman who in some gesture of extraordinary mercy feeds them and her son and herself. Notice who she is. Notice who the widow in the gospel is. They are, by the standard of their time, outcasts. They are very low on the social pecking order. They are completely dependent on other people for mercy and kindness and food and drink. They are widows. They have lost their connection to the culture the patriarchal culture of the time. And they are vulnerable at the edge of the city, deeply dependent on others, with no standing whatsoever. And our tradition says, watch her, pay attention to her, be taught by her. And she feeds the prophet. And she gives, not from her surplus, but in that moment of scarcity and fear, she gives. And she discovers, as she teaches us, that central biblical truth, which is, All the gifts that have been given come from God, and to give is to increase the gift. To share is the essence of what it means to be a child of God. To give, not just from the surplus, but even in those moments of need, is to be most human, most essentially who we are. It's to find ourselves in the giving and to recognize that the gift is not depleted, but it multiplies And so she and the prophet and the son will eat for a year, not just that day. This is the truth. We hear it over and over and over again. Give. Share who you are, your attention and your time and your talent and your treasure. Give it away. Give yourself away. It's the only pathway to become the person God created you to be. It's the only pathway that will heal the wounds of the divisions of the community. It's the only way. It's the only way. It's the way. And so first there at Zarephath, we are told to pay attention to the one at the margin, because she will model for us what we ought to strive to become. We want to be a more inclusive community at Old St. Pat's. We want to be a more inclusive community in our church. We want to widen the circle and bring other voices and other experiences in. And our readings today say, Amen. Amen. Pay attention to the edges, to the fringe, to the ones that are overlooked Pay attention. And Jesus steps up outside the treasury and watches what's happening there. And he says to his disciples, and the pretext here is really important, he condemns the scribes because they wear fancy robes, they sit in places of honor, and they get the good seats at the party. Sorry. (laughs) He condemns the scribes who get those benefits. And notice, if the image here for me in this gospel passage is, a, is an image of contrast, Jesus describes the scribes pulling everything to themselves. They're drawing it in. They are takers, if you will. They are drawing to themselves attention and power and gifts and honor. And the one that Jesus will single out and honor is the one who reverses the flow and gives away what she has, not her surplus. The flow here, the direction of life that the scribes are seeking is to draw it all to themselves. And Jesus says, they're phonies. And they're destroying the lives of the community with what they do. The phonies are drawing the attention and the power and the honor. And the Holy One is that seemingly unimportant, insignificant individual who gives that little bit. Scripture scholars tell us that the translation of the Greek here when Jesus says she's given her livelihood is really better translated as she's giving her life and it is a foretaste of what Jesus will do to give his life. Sometimes it's inside of me as I preach that I think I've said this before about giving. I think we've heard this before in the scriptures. But it must be so essential and so we come back to it over and over again and the context of our hearing is a people trapped in pandemic funk, a people who can't shake the feeling of gloom, that the horizon is deceptive, that a shoe will drop or a change will happen or the hope will fail. And so we've come to hear the reinforcing, inspiring message of our God who says, I can show you the pathway to something more. I have modeled for you, Jesus will say, what it looks like to be people of hope, not fear. To be people of hope, not simply optimism, but to be people of hope whose eyes on the horizon lead us to be something more. And the pathway is not complicated. It's it's to give yourself away to become yourself by sharing who you are and what you have. Pay attention to the edges, to the margins, to the voices you'd rather not hear. Pay attention not to the noise that seems to cloud our days, but listen carefully for the voice of God as it comes through those who otherwise might be overlooked or not included. May we hear that call anew today, this week, May we hold up these two heroes of the readings today and pray to them and with them that we might become more like them. May we know the grace to be his companions who give our lives away.
1: Time now for announcements and events. The 25th Annual John Busiak Old St. Pat's Blood Drive is this Sunday, November 14th. The blood drive will be in the FXW Gym, located at 129 South Desplaines Street, from 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. Hope to see you there. Have you ever thought that adoption could be in your life journey? Have you wondered how the process works, what the choices are, and who to talk to? Join us in person as experts in many aspects of the adoption journey will present valuable information and resources. The event can provide direction, encouragement, and support for those who are thinking about adoption as their choice to build their family. The Adoption Journey Seminar will be on Sunday, November 21st, from noon to 2 p.m. at Amazing Space at 625 West Adams. Register at oldstpats.org slash adoptionseminar. In celebration of Thanksgiving, we invite you to join us for a special liturgy on Thursday, November 25th at 10 a.m. The Mass will be available on the live stream at oldstpatts.org with a musical prelude starting at 9.45 a.m. Would you ever consider being an OSP liaison for a kinship initiative partner organization in Chicago's North Lawndale neighborhood? Help advance OSP's kindred bonds with West Side neighbors at the Firehouse Community Arts Center. North Lawndale College Prep High School, or the Young Men's Education Network. For the full description of volunteer opportunities, please see page 11 of the November 7th Crossroads publication. The 28th Annual Deck the Hall Christmas Concert is back in person this year. Taking place on Thursday, December 2nd, Friday, December 3rd, and Saturday, December 4th, these beautiful evenings include performances from an array of special talent from around Chicago and beyond. Capacity is limited, so don't hesitate to purchase your tickets. We'll also have a virtual option that will be shown on Saturday, December 4th, for those that are unable to attend in person. Please visit oldstpatts.org for all the details and to purchase tickets. Thank you for listening to today's episode. The homily was originally given at the 10 a.m. Mass on Sunday, November 7th, by Father Pat McGrath. For more information about all resources available, visit our website at oldstpatts.org. To stay up to date with new episodes, please follow us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and the Old St. Pat's app. Find us on Twitter at Old St. Pat's and on Instagram at Old St. Pat's Chicago. You've been listening to the Old St. Pat's podcast.